nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, your premier source for high-quality, serious music discussion. Said no one ever. Uh, your book club for music, where where a few of us hang out, share music music with each other on periodic time frame, uh, and share albums with each other. See what we think. See what the other guys think. Uh, and we do it often. I don't know where I was going for that. I never know what I'm going, where I'm going with these intros. I just open my mouth and words come out. That's my life right there. Um, you're qualified to be president of the United States now. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about music. We're going to share music with each other. Uh, I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, of course, is my team, my squad. We have... Uh, the uh, previously heard there, uh, Patrick. Hello. We've got Brett. Hey, everybody. And we've got Drew. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about music, and the provider of music this week is Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us this week? Uh, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled debut album, Rage Against the Machine, a album I've been listening to for way too goddamn long. Mm-hmm. Uh, an album came out in 1992 uh it was their debut album it's kind of a uh a pioneering album which is really cool and interesting to talk about but let's let's talk about expectations uh brett what were your expectations coming into this album well, you could say i'm familiar with the the band rage against the machine um it was one of those things i was there for um uh, and I, I believe all of us were there for it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, uh, like I, I kinda, I, I knew exactly what I was walking into. I, I forgot that it was as old as it was, but, um, but other than that, uh, you know, I, 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 this gun has only a few bullets in it and I'm saving some of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Um, Rage Against the Machine is a band that I am familiar with. Um, they are a band that I think anybody who listened to alternative radio at any point in the 90s probably going to be kind of familiar with. Um, they were a band that were iconic, um, for a long time, um, longer than most bands in the political genre were. So what the political genre, but political bands of this type were, um, so there's something that I think everybody's pretty familiar with here. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Um, just because when you have a band that is sort of an icon, you sort of know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. In a sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, we were we were there for the entirety of most of what Raging Against Machine's career was. Uh, even though we weren't necessarily there for this album when it came out, but yeah, uh, this is definitely familiar. You hear some of the songs on this album on the radio now. <laughs> uh, uh, you and, didn't for like a, a large chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> Thanks yeah. clear channel. Uh, they're, they're I, I heart media. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> I heart. Thanks media. clear channel. Uh, we still fucking hate you. Yeah, especially for for leaving us with only one rock station in Miami. Fuck. At least we used to have at least we used to have two rock stations in Miami. We had 
an old rock station and a new rock station. <laughs> now we just have the old rock. <laughs> I just really figured out my television remote. My TV remote has an iHeartRadio button. I have a clear channel button on my TV. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, I gave up on terrestrial radio when I could burn CDs. Uh, yep. That's neither really here nor there. We're not here to talk about radio. This isn't radio breakers. This isn't radio, is radio industry adjacent. <laughs> this is this isn't our radio industry uh podcast uh that we do in secret. We'll be seeing you guys at the National Association for Broadcasters later this month. Uh nor is this Ham Nation. This is something else. All right, uh Rage Against the Machine. Patrick, what, how would you describe this album musically? Uh this record's fucking angry. Um so no. I, I didn't think of this until until I brought it, but uh, so uh, if you aren't aware, Rage Against the Machine are uh, very political or have very strong political views. Uh, Tom Morello is an avowed socialist, and I realized I'm on here with a couple of libertarians who are you know very much on Don't the opposite call side. Don't names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, I was just like, oh yeah, this is Tom Morello is a hypocrite, not a socialist. But go on. But it, that that is one thing is like they instead of instead of channeling anger in the way that much rock music does at being mad at their dad, um, this channels it at being mad at various political institutions. Uh, same idea, different target. Uh, but what I love about Rage Against the Machine is it, the guitars are. It's it's almost all exclusively minor pentatonic scales uh, abused, but makes really, really fun, uh, like powerful guitar riffs. Uh, Timmy Comerford's a crazy good bass player. Uh, Brad Wolf's a good drummer. And I actually kind of like Zach Delaraca. He is uh, he is he is very a very angry young man on this record. And it shows uh, or as uh, um, Samus would have pronounced it. Uh, Samus pronounced it in the last week's album. Zach De La Rocha. I believe. Yes. I, I noticed that. <laughs> it made me laugh a little bit inside. But it, it's, it, and uh, like I, I said a, a little bit, uh, you know, last week, uh, when I was learning how to play uh, bass, my, I, uh, one of like the, like songs I remember learning was Freedom. And I borrowed the cassette tape of this from my, uh, my at the time guitar teacher and never gave it back. And when I got my first car, it had a cassette deck for the first like year I owned it. And this was one of like six tapes I had. So I wore the shit out of it. And I still love this record now. I mean, I've been listening to it. So I got that. In, I got this record. I had heard many of the songs, but I had this record in whole and probably 15 years ago and maybe a little even older than that. And yeah, I've never really stopped listening to it. Um, Brett, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes on this that make it up? Well, I mean, I don't mind Rage Against the Machine uh, musically. I'm not a huge fan. They're 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 simple, fuzzed out bass lines are cool. This is a groove album. I mean, the vocals are pretty integral to the punch of the album, and it wouldn't really be the same band if you put oh someone who could belt it out in the lead singing position um, sort of be a different thing. I, I liked a little more, but um, 
Uh, you know, this they is they did uh, that. It's called Audio Slave. Uh, uh, that that's the joke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that's the joke. That JPEG. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I was, was going to go with. Uh, I think that's what Brett was going for. I mean, it, it's it's better than making comic books, but um, you know, it's the the it's a you know it's they're a controversial band. Um, you know they they pissed off the largest single radio station owner and were pretty much taken off the radio because of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the band, it's, it's a politically charged band from, you know, the, the, those tough social and economical times of the nineties that we look back on and be like, man, I could never go back and live there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I, 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 there, this, this is an important album that did an important thing. Uh, it, it, the Shea Guevara t-shirts, probably paid for at least one year's worth of operating costs for hot topic. Um, but you know, this, this is a very, uh, it's got a strong beat. The, the, um, the baseline really drives a lot of things. Guitars, they're kind of as like a noise machine melody thing. And it, that's, that's cool. In some points, it also follows the baseline a lot. Um, it's not quite like tune your guitar to Z and, you know, fart some, some noise. There's, there's, there's some play. Yeah. A lot of it is minor pentatonic, but, uh, you know, what's that's rock and roll. Um, so I, I can't blame them for that. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is one of those albums that I, I too, as a young student playing guitar, I've uh, learned quite a bit of because that's what was known by my guitar teacher. <laughs> uh, Drew, how do you describe this album musically? What would be the thing that's on this that caught your attention? Well, um, the Rage Against the Machine when I was young was a band I listened a lot to, um, along with bands like Anti Flag, um, which I know is really weird hearing come from me, um, but it was. So that's the thing is what's great about this record is, or, or what is known about this record and what sort of it breathes in is anger, um. It's a very, very angry record. And everything plays into that, I think. Um, Roka's rap part of the rap metal that is this album um, is angry and is pointed and is yelling. And it is, it is the finger of I hate you for the thing. Um, on the anniversary record, if you listen to the live stuff, he starts bad-mouthing the Dixiecrat Clinton, as he called it, which I think was pretty great. Um, stuff like that. So they do not shy away from it. And for a band that's that politically charged and that sort of angry about things and is willing to put it down in a studio like that, the fact that they stayed around for nine years, I think their, their first run was like, I believe like about nine, 10 years is kind of remarkable to me. Um, because usually you would have, some sort of fight um but commend them for that um the sound they created is this sort of like brett said it's a groove record there is some syncopation going on in these rhythms there is some funkiness going on tom morello um my misgiving about all the stories i've heard about him as a person um was inventive as a guitar player if nothing else whether you like him from a technical standpoint or not um, he did some weird things with a guitar that 
I don't know if people really thought about doing before him, but uh, really he did it. And that sort of became that alternative metal sound for guitar for much of the 90s, um, for better or worse. But Tom Morello, I did it really kind of first and did it, in my opinion, best. Um, the bass work in here. Let's talk about Tim. Tim, if you want um, bass that was slapping in the 90s that wasn't played by a guy with a tube sock on his wiener. Um, you were looking at Tim. Um, Charlie Mingus? <laughs> yes, Charlie Mingus. Wow, there's a name. Um, but, no, if there's, if there's one thing I will say about this record that really... I think anybody can like whether you like the band as a whole or not. Um, his Comfort's bass work on this. There's just something about that that just adds like a thick funky funkiness to it that's just awesome. So yeah. and um, sort of what they are is anger with that little bit of weird syncopation, but like the overdrive on all the guitars and stuff just adds to that sort of pointed finger anger to yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of up to the point of Morello's playing uh, the album, they did have the statement, uh, as you can see on the Wikipedia I'm reading here, uh, the statement, no samples, keyboards, or synthesizers used in the making of this record. Uh, Boo. Was in this <laughs> was, in the, uh, uh, was in the liner notes. I imagine not as a statement against those things, just as the point to say, no, this guy did all that. <laughs> this guy Tom did all that uh with his guitar uh and that's it was really cool and it's just really cool and creative and this album is really cool and creative and, and kind of classic in that respect uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks to zero in on so i'm, I'm gonna try to not be drew and name literally every song on this record uh killing in the name uh this song is it, it it's one first and foremost uh the heaviest sounding telly that ever did telecaster uh just neck pickup through a through a marshall cranked up it is one of my favorite guitar tones in the world and it makes me miss owning a fender guitar and a you know an amp that can properly overdrive itself because it's just so wonderful and thick uh but it's it's a fairly simple song but because tom timmy and brad are so tight as a band it, it just it hits you again and again and again. And Zach Delaraca, Zach Delaraca, screaming at you with 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 the passion that you know he brought to this band. Uh, the, take the power back. I'll mention because of of Tom Morello's. This is sort of like the first crazy Tom Morello solo in terms of their in terms of you know when when that came around. And as he described it, Tom Morello wanted to be a guitar, wanted to do with the guitar what a DJ did with two turntables and hip hop. That was his inspiration. He wanted to make those sorts of sounds. Hence the, you know, no samples or, you know, electronics used. He was doing that all with basically slightly modified guitars and three or four effects pedals. It was actually a fairly simple setup that. And scratching a guitar pick. Yeah. And a guitar pick scratch. Yeah. I mean, there's like. He he wanted to be able to do the stuff a turntablist could do, but you know, with a guitar. Uh, and that's that was you know this is one of his stuff. 
those solos got crazier and especially by their third record you he really like had figured out how to do all the craziest of shit uh know your enemy uh this is great and this part of me loving this song is because i listen to this on tape kids if you don't know what what the 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 thing that made cassette tapes cassette tapes was they had a side a and a side b much like a vinyl record which all you are hip to now and know your enemy starts side b of this album and it just the opening of it is again tom morello doing some of his weird crazy guitar stuff messing basically with putting a kill switch on a guitar so you could make crazy cool echo sounds and Timmy Comerford putting in a like fat, cool bass line. It's, it's just a, a really, really like iconic song of the early nineties and one that I've always enjoyed. And then I mention it because it was, it was the song that put this record in my hand, freedom, the last song on it. It's like the dumbest, super easy guitar riff. But when you but when you sit there and you're, you know, 15 years old and angry at the universe playing it, you feel really good about the world for a moment because it is just so freaking cool. Um, it's it's a really, really fun song. The bass on it is really thumpy and driving. And it's it's again, Zach Della Rocca screaming the pain off the walls in the way in the you know, in the way that only he could do so. And I could mention pretty much every other song on this record. The opener's really good. Wake Up's really good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, there's only like 10 or 11 tracks, so it's not like, you know, there's a million to mention. You, you mentioned Know Your Enemy, mm-hmm. and you're a Tool fan, and you didn't mention Maynard's on it. And I'm really uh, Maynard's on it very briefly. So, uh, side note, Adam <laughs> Jones, a guitar player from Tool, and uh, Tom Morello went to school together, and they're like BFFs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened. They've... Uh, They've crossed paths more than a few times. But yeah, Maynard shows up for a moment because mm-hmm. if you're going to get Maynard. someone to sing on your record, it better be Maynard James Keenan. Yeah. Or someone good. <laughs> uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, Bomb Track was a song that I was taught by my guitar teacher in 1996 or something. Um, you know, if it, it, it's... They're the one thing that you can say that, that these guys were really skilled at um, is writing an opening to a song because they did that for longer than Rage Against the Machine. Um, and uh, they know how to how to make a groove. Um, and uh, Bomb Track reminds me of that. Um, and uh, Killing in the Name. Uh, um, uh, the, the, that, that is probably the song that most people, it's the song that brung you. It was their lead single, yeah. and it was played to death. Um, it's uh, you know the first fifty seconds of that song, pretty pretty all right. Um, you know, and it was also like here's the template for future songs um, that uh, that played really well on the radio. Um, it's not the greatest display of musicianship at its high levels, um, but they do harness energy um and uh there's no doubt that uh their their use of uh of style and technique made them stand out when they were like you can spot a rage against the machine song from three blocks away um but uh those were the two songs that i had the most experience with on a personal level um but there are other songs on this album none that 
really stood out as much as those two for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Feeling in the Name, of course, has the, the most uh, memorable uh, sing-along part that everybody sings along with. And, yell, and to, to originally, it's yelling at the man, and now everyone yells at the parents about singing the same uh, uh, line. Uh, yeah. Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, well, bomb track, you have to, um, like Brad said, the buildup is great. Um, there's something about the way that Rage Against the Machine can enter a song, um, like bomb track, uh, not on this record, but Gorilla Radio comes to mind as well. Um, that they just do it very, very well. Um, they can get you hyped up for a song very, very well, um, which is good because it's mostly anger and you're trying to build on that. But also I have to mention Bomb Track because if you want a song that highlights to me that Comerford is uh, better as a musician than Morello from a technical standpoint, it's this. Um, Morello might be known for his inventiveness behind uh, the six string and the noises he can make come out of it and like that's crazy in and of itself from a creative standpoint but Comerford from in my opinion is just his precision on uh, the track is just great um, Killing in the Name um, it's sort of the iconic Rage Against the Machine song for a reason it's political, it's biting and it doesn't say a whole lot um, and then Fistful of Steel Um this is the one that Morello it shows to me on this album why Morello as far as a guitar player is someone who people look at and like think crazy things of this was their debut album and he made something like he made the sounds that came out of Fistful of Steel on a guitar which is insane to me yeah. uh yeah that is true for sure um yeah we come back around the horn talk, talk about some cuckoos and thoughts on this really cool album uh we have a lot of thoughts on uh brett what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole uh you know i i was into punk rock in my teens and early 20s i understand the power of youthful energy this album harnessed that um it it it, it put this music on a platform that punk rock never really did. Uh, it was more widely heard. They, it was more successful than any or most all of punk rock on, on TV and on the radio. Uh, this album sold a lot of copies. It went platinum three times. Um, you know, it, it's, it's worth listening to even if it was popular and successful. And also... It was a protest album that came out in the longest stretch of peace in the United States history in the modern era. Uh, it's it's a very it's juxtaposed with the time that it came out. Um, you know the, the I wish uh, like you can't separate the band from the time because this is 90s as fuck. Um, but uh, if you want to go back and and see why everybody had a red T-shirt with a dude's face on it that they didn't quite a lot of them understand um that uh that the, the, these are they Shay shirts i want a shirt I, with i'm Petey's not gonna face i'm not gonna come it. here and defend shake Guevara shirts i want i want to say i want Pete. <laughs> I, I, I love I would, rage I, would, I don't love rage that much yes because and i'm glad because i would kick <laughs> no, you off the show 
no matter how much you want, if you defended Che Guevara, I would kick you off the nope. show. Nope. <laughs> I, I agree with a, with it is a lot of people wearing a thing they don't quite understand. Like all the idiots defend all the idiots uh fucking mourning Fidel Castro. Like <laughs> he was a, sometimes it's okay that they're dicks. Like you can it's uh, whatever. Like <sighs> just because you like it, here's the thing. Just all right, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make this myself up. Communism, so y'all. No, no. <laughs> Just because, even if you're communist or socialist, you don't have to defend Che or, or Fidel. They were dictators. They were murderers and dictators. Yes, yes. Pedro is right on that one. Oh, God. That's really here, right there. forever. Yeah, you. Okay. Defend the LGBT community. I love Jake Wara, and it doesn't make sense at all. You're an idiot. Uh, whatever. Uh, no. uh, it would. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I. I'm, you can't I'm, do both. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm very much of the of the liberal camp, but no, fuck that. I, it maybe it and not even just the, the Cuban in me, but no, fuck that. Oh God. Fuck that. Because uh, they weren't liberal. Yeah, we, we, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it seems <laughs> to let's be a wallow thing. in this awkward. Let's wallow uh, in this awkward. Yes. Just be angry for a half hour instead of. <laughs> my, uh, but yeah, but neither that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about the music. Uh, yeah, this album is really cool and really interesting and innovative, and you know, it, was, it wasn't. This wasn't the heyday of of rap rock. You know, that that came later. This is it, its own thing. Uh, it was. If you want to say something about the its melding of rap and metal, it was genuine. It was no like it wasn't a novelty. I mean, it was it was novel, but it wasn't a novelty. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't it wasn't uh, new metal. It wasn't you know it was genuine. If you had a genuine rapper poet up front, genuinely rapping and screaming like a metal guy. Uh, well, not like a metal guy, like a like a rock guy, like. But everything was genuine, and and it just it was had different influences, and it was a cool record, uh, and it was an important record, and it was an interesting record, an opinionated record. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what will be your? Well, we hit Brett. Did we hit Drew? Yes, Drew. Drew just hates Che Guevara. That's what no. We're I just screamed about Che Guevara for like yes. five minutes. All right, Drew. Uh, sorry. Uh, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this? Um. Like I said, um, Rage Against the Machine very much harnesses on anger. And whether you agree with that anger or not, um, as Patrick may have alluded to at the beginning, um, some of their politics, most of their politics, all of their politics, I don't really agree with. But um, the anger is something that Rage Against the Machine harnesses uh, to their advantage. Um, it was something that wasn't being done to that degree um, before there was dabbling in the rap plus metal idea um, before them. But Rage Against the Machine sh- sort of put the idea of doing that as a full band and having that be your milieu. It wasn't just uh, it wasn't just Chuck D showing up with Anthrax. It wasn't just that idea right it was something more than that and it was something that if you look through the 90s it was imitated a lot 
right? Um, but Rage Against the Machine did it first and did it to a pretty um, strong degree. It's something, though, that if I'm going to be honest, um, I let in the first part of the review, the uh, B block after impressions with I used to listen to this in anti-flag um, <laughs> as a kid. And I, I may have tipped my hand a little bit at the killing in the name, uh, a little snippet there. It's something that there is a lot of anger there and there is a lot of finger pointing and stuff like that. But also to that degree, there, especially this album, it, it Roker got better on uh, subsequent albums. But um, on this album specifically, there's nothing really, in my opinion, that is that points it out they would hand out pamphlets at concerts and stuff like that that would say more about the actual politics but they didn't vocalize it i think as well on this record which is kind of the crux of what they do the music was uh fun enough but it's something that just seems like a lot of anger and blow hardness at the times definitely understandable of the thought uh patrick what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole? Uh, I think this album should be issued to basically every 15-year-old with a guitar or a bass or a drum kit. If they're a little bit angry at the world, you need this. It is... I I can play half this record on three instruments. It's not the most complicated thing in the universe, but it's fun, it's, it's angry, it's passionate. I mean, if there's one thing that, you know that I think for me often is a, is something I really look for in music is that like it's that there's like passion went into it that, you know, like last week when we talked about uh, Samus, like that girl's passionate about what she does and about how she writes and about speaking her mind. And this is very much, this is a band that speaks their mind. You don't always agree with them. I don't always agree with them and I'm pretty goddamn liberal, but, uh, but a lot of, a lot of just the the sentiment is something that uh, is is something that I really enjoy. Uh, if you want to hear sort of they they improved, I think throughout their career. I think Battle of Los Angeles is a is is an all time classic, good record. It's a lot. It, it's what happens when these guys grow up. But I could not not pick their first record because it is it it was such a sort of powerful thing in my youth and in my, you know, journey in music, especially in playing it. And I still like, like, again, I, I miss owning a Fender guitar, putting the neck pickup on through a distorted amp and just, you know, you know, tuning to drop D and blasting out these songs. It is dumb, powerful fun. And, you know, it, it, whether or not, as Drew said, like th- this is definitely an album that captures sort of, you know, late teenage, early 20s anger in a way that that's very difficult. And it's not, like I said, like mad at your dad, like a lot of uh, new metal was. This is, you know, trying to say that we see the world as a fucked up place and we want to sing songs about how fucked up it is. So go listen to it. Go listen to their third album. Second one's OK. Fourth album's a covers record, and uh, they don't exist anymore. And I, I'm not sure they're ever going to make new music, and that, that makes me sad because I really enjoy these guys. Yeah, Battle of Los Angeles, a uh, a great rage record, uh, also a great wrestling tournament. 
Yes. Yes. Bola, yo. Um, yes. Rage Against the Machine. Those are our thoughts on Rage Against the Machine's self-titled debut album. Uh, now we get to the main event of the evening. The moment y'all have been waiting for. We get to our haiku reviews. Let's see. I'll start with Brett. Brett, what is your haiku? A groovy record. Swimming in controversy. I'm sure they meant well. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Angst, anger, and hate. Alta funky, rap metal. Shallow politics. <laughs> yes. Um, my haiku. Activist music with innovative techniques and anger to spare. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? An angry classic, a lesson in guitar licks. Still a fun record. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our thoughts on Rage Against the Machine. Uh, you can, of course, find this on our Spotify playlist, Record Breakers of Home Game. I'll make sure to just include the album because it is kind of like the only thing one available is like the 20th anniversary with all the live cuts, but I'll just include the main record. Uh, but you can go check out the, the whole thing to see some uh, nice live versions. Uh, listen to some nice live versions of the songs. It's really cool. Um, yeah, go check it out on, on our Spotify playlist or wherever you listen to music. Uh, we don't have playlists elsewhere, but you can just do your own work. Don't have to be lazy. Lazy pants. Uh, on that Spotify playlist, and uh, where else Where else you might find it, presumably is our next record brought to us by Brett. Brett! What do you got for us next week? We're going to a place I said we'd never go. We're going to go visit 1982's album Milo Goes to College by The Descendants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look forward to that discussion next Slow week. Slow pitch softball, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, hey, easy crowd pleaser. All right. Cool. Yes. Uh, so look, go look forward to the fun next week. Uh, the fun is a discussion, uh, presumably next week. We'll figure out how our schedules work recording-wise, but uh, that will at least be our next episode. Hey, it's 22 minutes long. It's a, it's a huge album. Like, yes. <laughs> it'll take us a while to digest. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, also, keep an eye out. You want to record in three days, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out, but... Keep an eye out for the next, the next episode. Listen to that album. Check it out. Uh, you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Habity Bairbert, H-A-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Juice-A-F-R-X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at 4 Record Breakers. That's the number 4 Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com. If you want to send us, send us emails, uh... You know, we might read some. I don't know. Just do it. Just for fun. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube uh, and other places as well. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcatcher, Podcast Palooza, Casta, Casta Lay, uh, whatever Pocket other podcast. Pocket Cast, Pocket Play, Google Podcast Play. Podcast Alley. Podcast Alley, maybe. Uh, all those places, presumably. Uh, Zoom store. Uh, but 
look this up. Share, like, subscribe. Marketplace. <laughs> uh, had one. They squirt me something. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. This is the show that never ends. you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>